The Chicago White Sox split with the Chicago Cubs this past weekend. However, once again, injuries and minimal offense defines a series. Tim Anderson is the latest to go down, but he's not the only one Sox fans are worried about. Uh, buried in the missed opportunities and sloppy play, the White Sox finally designated Dallas Keuchel for assignment. Uh, with Yoan Mankata's playing time limited, Jake Berger stepped up and was the big hero on Sunday. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Lockdown White Sox. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful uh, Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk Chicago White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, the Sox lost on Saturday, but uh, really the big news was Dallas Keuchel being DFA'd. Going to talk about that. Uh, Jake Berger made the most of his playing time this weekend. Uh, but first, the White Sox beat the Cubs on Sunday, but in a way, uh, lost the war. Uh, your Chicago White Sox are 23-23, and 23, uh, still chasing the Twins in the AL Central. Uh, five games back as we record. Uh, so the White Sox uh, split a two-game series on the south side uh, with the Chicago Cubs. Lost the game on Saturday that will cover a one on Sunday. Uh, were you satisfied uh, about this weekend? Uh, were you satisfied about Sunday's win? Were you hoping for more? It just felt... Uh, <laughs> it was an ugly game. It felt like both teams didn't want to win. Uh, the whole weekend was was fairly ugly uh, for the White Sox, um, despite the win. And it's great. The Sox beat the Cubs. They, they won uh, three of four from the Cubs this season. It's wonderful. Uh, but your Chicago White Sox, my Chicago White Sox, we are expecting more from this team uh, and the effort. The optics just uh, st still continue to not be there. Uh, this weekend was defined once again by injuries, wasted opportunities, and uh, lifeless offense. So it, it was kind of a typical series here in 2022. Silver linings, there were some, uh, and it was pitching, namely Dylan Cease, who pitched a very good game on Sunday against the Cubs. Uh, the Sox uh, beat the Cubs 5-4 in 12 innings. Um, Cease was your starting pitcher and, you know, when, by the time the Sox won, you, you almost didn't realize, wow, uh, Cease actually started this game. It was that kind of long ago. Um, uh, he had some of his sharper stuff going. His fastball was lively and it had some like that rising uh, movement, um, 99 miles per hour a few times. 
and his breaking stuff was was sharp. Um, if you didn't watch the game, go back and at least watch some of the highlights of Dylan Cease. Uh, he looked good, much more comfortable uh, than his uh, previous outing. Uh, to start things off, he had a, struck out the first two Cubs hitters uh, and then sought off the third hitter to get a quick one, two, three inning, only 13 pitches. Uh, you know that I like to keep track of Cease's pitch count uh, because he can tend to uh, throw a lot of pitches uh, in a short amount of time. So 13 pitches in one inning was a great start. Uh, second inning allowed a couple base runners on, but no damage was done. Uh, along with the breaking stuff, you know, he had that high fastball working and he was he was picking his spots on the corners, 98, 99 miles per hour. Third inning was another quick inning, three strikeouts, 40 pitches after three innings, uh, which is great. Fifth inning, uh, lots of problems. And it really wasn't from uh, Cease. Uh, this was happening uh, in the uh, in the field at shortstop. You, 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 you hadn't watched the game. If you weren't there, uh, you've heard about it by now. It, it sent, sent shockwaves all over social media. You know, Sox fans probably texting and calling other Sox fans. Uh, much like the Luis Robert injury last year, uh, Tim Anderson left the game in the fifth inning after making a play on a ground ball. Uh, he was throwing off balance and twisting, jumping, one of those jump throws he can do. Uh, he's so athletic, and it looked uncomfortable. He was kind of falling backwards a little bit. I'm sure you've seen it uh, in the replay. I've watched it several times. I was watching it uh, live as well. And it, it looked, from the moment it happened, the way he he landed and then, you know, grabbed the groin area, you know, the look on his face, and then that quiet in, in the crowd. Um, and Benetti and Stone, very somber as well. Again, similar to the Luis Robert injury uh, last year. It's a shame that we have to keep going back and using injuries as reference points over the last few seasons. You wish it was something else that we were uh, talking about. But uh, again, uh, uh, Anderson had to be helped off the field. Um, it uh, He's going to spend some time in the IL, is what Tony LaRussa mentioned in the postgame. But some of the things that I've heard already, you know, they're waiting for an MRI, but I would expect probably a significant amount of time uh, that we're going to be out with Tim Anderson. And it is just an absolute shame. You know, it wasn't a normal play. It's not like Tim Anderson circled, uh, you know, the ground ball, got his feet squared and then fired off a throw. He was definitely trying to do maybe something more. Uh, than he needed to do, uh, but that is the case with Anderson. You know, he can he can get to ground balls that others might not be able to. He's almost mastering that that Jeter esque uh, field jump and throw uh, to first, and just the way he twisted and the way he fell back, and just a lot of things going on. Um, you know, he uh, he injured that groin, and we'll see what the severity is. But yet another uh, injury. And, and not just to anybody, but, you know, all injuries matter. But, boy, Tim Anderson, you've seen the numbers. We've talked about it on this podcast. You've read it. Um, it has been blasted out to you by the White Sox. Um, you know, he is becoming such a face for baseball and, of course, for the White Sox. Uh, just the best shortstop, offensive shortstop uh, in the game. The numbers are outstanding. Um he was going for another batting title potentially uh, this season. Uh, you just hope it, it's it's not season ending. You, you hope that he can come back and, and at least get maybe two months. 
you know, we've got four months left, June, July, August, September. Hopefully, of course, there's more for our White Sox, but you're, you're hoping he can at least get back and play two months, uh, a significant amount maybe uh, leading into postseason. And we hope there is a postseason, but right now uh, it, it's scary uh, for our Sox. Um, that was in the fifth inning and you know, it definitely, you felt it. Um, there wasn't a lot going on for the Sox offensively to begin with, but after that injury, it just felt like, you know, the wind had been uh, taken out of the sail, if there was a sail. Um, seventh inning, um, Cubs manufactured um, a run on a few walks and an error by Jake Berger. Uh, Cease was still in the game, and it was one nothing Cubs, and that was the seventh inning. So obviously not a lot going on up until that point. And Cease left after that. He went seven innings strong. Only gave up two hits, one run, zero earned runs, uh, four walks, uh, five strikeouts, uh, ERA at 3.69. He threw 108 uh, pitches. So that was good to see. Uh, I felt like Cease did a nice job of managing his his pitch count. Uh, Great to get him uh, through the seventh inning. And honestly, you know, yeah, he gave up some walks. There, There were a lot of Cubs on the base paths. Uh, and that air Berger should have had it. He got it. He kind of got a little lazy, went to his side instead of trying to get in front of it. I'm sure Berger would say that to you, but obviously Berger made up for it. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, after cease, uh, the White Sox paraded out Graveman, Hendricks, Lopez, Bummer, Foster. Good thing there's a day off on Monday. Used a lot of the bullpen. Um, and again, not a ton of offense going on during the game. It was really the extra innings that were happening. White Sox scored five runs after the eighth inning on Sunday. I'm going to tell you all about the extra innings action. Uh, more on that in a moment. Uh, I want to tell you about Athletic Greens. I've been taking AG1, their flagship product, for over three weeks now and have noticed improvement in my overall metabolism, better sleep, and I just feel uh, better. So what really is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, is recommended by professional athletes, and trusted by leading health experts. It's cheaper than going getting all the different supplements yourself, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sacks your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast, recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So let's talk a little bit of consistency, a little bit of offense. 
Saturday, um, the uh, the Sox were on Fox, of course, and A.J. Pruszynski and Len Casper had the call. And it was really interesting to hear A.J. Pruszynski talking about uh, the uh, commenting on the inconsistency in lineups that Tony La Russa keeps uh, pushing out there. I've talked about it on the podcast. I'm sure you've noticed it. Uh, Sox have played 46 games and there have been 46 different lineups. Now, there's a variety of different reasons for that, uh, but there's there's been a lot of inconsistency. And A.J. Brzezinski talked about the importance of consistent lineups during uh, that telecast. Uh, he, he mentioned how guys, it's really important for guys to know where they are hitting, you know, what to expect uh, so they can get kind of comfortable of who's in front of them, who's behind them. Uh, so 46 games, 46 different lineups. Tony LaRusa had Harrison hitting second on Saturday. Uh, then the next day, which Sunday we're going to be talking about here, puts him in the ninth spot. You know, these are the things I just can't figure out. I am sure there is some sort of method to his madness. I just don't know if I want to hear that kind of madness. Uh, it's happened before with uh, Larry Garcia and Andrew Vaughn from the two hole to the nine hole or the eight hole. Absolutely bizarre. Uh, Sunday's offense went a little something like this. Sox scored five runs, had 10 hits in 12 innings, and with runners in scoring position, were five for 20. Uh, that is not an anomaly. Uh, that is how the Sox have been playing uh, these uh, these last weeks, months, however you want to call it. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, so let's take you to the first inning leadoff single by Tim Anderson. He steals second, so essentially it's a leadoff double. Vaughn couldn't get the job done. Berger couldn't get the job done. Abreu couldn't get the job done. And there it is, right there in the first inning, the inability to score with runners in scoring position. You know, there just doesn't seem to be a focus. Uh, get the man on, move him over, get him in. That is not how you want your White Sox. I get it. You want power. You want extra base hits. That's not happening. You got to change the approach. You got to change the mentality. Uh, get them on, get them over, get them in. Didn't happen there. A lot of dribblers to the mound throughout the game, pop-ups, ground balls, nothing going on for a long period of time. I'll flash forward to the seventh inning. Uh, Brayu gets on with uh, to lead off the inning, and uh, we're all wondering, can the Sox capitalize? Here we are in the seventh. Uh, Yaz gets a base hit. Uh, two on, nobody out. Sheets flies out to advance Abreu to third. So we've got just one out, Engle up. He walks, bases loaded, and then just an absolutely awful strikeout uh, by McGuire. Uh, if, you, if you're going back and looking at the game, wow. I, I don't know if he swung at a pitch that was even in the strike zone. But again, that has been a common theme with a lot of our Sox players. Uh, needless to say, the Sox didn't score that inning. We got to go to the ninth. Uh, David Robertson, how about it, in for the Cubs. Grandal leads off in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, then there was a strikeout. Uh, you know, Sheets, doubles, Ingle up with one out. Chopper in the infield, wild, wide throw to first. So you got men on the corner with one out. Mancata comes in the game to hit uh, as a pinch hitter. A wild pitch. Sox tie the game at one on a wild pitch again. Uh, that has been kind of common for our offense as of late. To get that bases loaded, maybe walk, a score and a run, wild pitch, whatever it is, the game was tied at one. Mancata ended up grounding out. Ingles to third. Harrison is up. 
uh, ground out, end of threat. So we go to the extras and then it gets really bizarre. It was an absolute clown show uh, with Lopez on the mound. He fielded a bunt and then threw it over Abreu's head. I mean, just for comedic purposes, go back and watch it if you didn't watch it live. Wow. Uh, runner scored from second, Cubs runner. And then the Cubs added another run, uh, and it was 3-1. to one. And, and you really felt like that was it for our White Sox. Credit to the White Sox for battling back. Um, Sox had runners on the corners, uh, nobody out. Uh, Vaughn, sack, fly, 3-2 uh, uh, Cubs at that point. And then Berger with the walk, a Abreu base hit. Sox tied it up at 3 uh, in the bottom of the 10th. Cubs scored in the 11th. A sack score in their half of the inning. Almost won it after Lurie Garcia bunted and Angle came around to score on a first on a throw to first that hit Garcia. He was called out by uh, running uh, to the left of the lines, interference. And then Stone had the quote of the game. Here's Stone's quote. The Sox have not played a real good game. Wow. Talk about nailing it right in the head. Uh, no, it was not a very good game at all, and Stone called it. Uh, in the 12th, uh, Jake Berger, who had committed that error uh, that let a run cross in the 7th while Cease was pitching, he comes up with a man on third, and Berger with a walk-off single, uh, White Sox winner. Uh, Berger taking advantage of his time, uh, his playing time for sure. Uh, despite the Sox losing on Saturday to the Cubs, I'm going to tell you why a lot of Sox fans were still celebrating. Uh, more on that in a moment. So big news uh, Saturday morning, uh, well before the 6:15 start of the game uh, between Sox and Cubs, uh, we found out uh, that Dallas Keuchel was DFA'd uh, by the White Sox. A uh, lot of folks calling for it. Uh, in my last episode, before I said goodbye for the weekend, uh, you know, recapped Keuchel's horrible performance against Boston and gave you comparisons to John Danks. And, you know, the Sox are just, you got to get rid of this guy. He, he's taken up a spot. Why cart him out? He's a liability. Yes, there's a lot of other problems, but why not start there? And, you know, the Sacks are willing to eat his money owed, something around $18 million. That really tells you what an organization feels about you. And if they just say, you know what, I get it. We're going to have to pay you no matter what, but we don't even want you around anymore. Um, you know, a lot of rumors you hear that Keuchel just was not a good teammate. Uh, some of the quotes that he came out with, very egotistical, um, especially a few years ago, feeling like he had to be this veteran presence. Hey, he had a he had a pretty good 2020, uh, was left off the ALDS in 2021. That should have tell, told you some things. Said all the right things in the offseason. Wanted to get himself in order, and it just didn't work out uh, for him. Uh, so, a you know, they're, they're, it's felt like the Sox were getting their house in order a little bit. There's, there's been some chaos. I haven't heard a lot of, you know, clubhouse chemistry problems, you know, anything like that, like you've heard maybe in previous years a while ago when things weren't going well. Uh, but you did kind of hear some things about Keuchel. And so he he was uh, DFA'd, and uh, I thought that was a, a smart decision. Um, now, obviously, it's not going to help some of the offense issues, but 
Um, maybe they can clear up a roster spot for something else. Uh, the fact that the Sox were willing to just simply part with him, despite you know what they were going to have to pay, no matter what, that that tells you something. So who knows? Keiko will probably get picked up by another team, uh, but he is finally uh, outside of the White Sox organization. So the Saturday game, um, White Sox lost to the Cubs. It was a deflating, miserable loss, ugly, a five to one. Um, Cueto didn't pitch too bad, but he did not have his sharpest stuff. He went six and two thirds of an inning, uh, gave up nine hits, five earned runs, three walks, two strikeouts. His ERA is at 2.41. Cubs definitely did their homework, and Cueto talked about it. Uh, You saw it during the telecast or if you were there live. uh, They were swinging early in the at-bat. They did not let uh, Cueto get ahead, which is what Cueto's wanted to do. Uh, get that first pitch strike, and then he can start messing around, throwing some off-speed pitch, uh, working on his windup, uh, quick pitching, you know, all the things that have kept guys off balance. Uh, I think Cubs were right on top of it. You know, they, they did not let him get deep into a, to an account. So credit to the Cubs for doing that kind of research. Like, it'd be nice to see the Sox do that on a starting pitcher and really tee off after doing their homework. Uh, Sox offense, seven hits, one run, uh, one for seven with runners in scoring position. Berger had a great game, three for four with a solo home run, which is obviously the only offense that was in the fifth. Um, it was three to one at that point, so definitely within striking distance. Um, here, here's a quote from Berger You're gonna feel pressure no matter what, in terms of oh, we've only scored one run, or it's a zero, uh, or whatever it may be. We all have the utmost confidence in each other. That's just how we look at it. Every time any of us steps in the box, we think all of us are going to do damage. Just stick with each other and we'll get through it. A lot of positive comments still coming out of the White Sox clubhouse. And Berger, you know, he's going to get a lot more playing time now with this TA injury, at least I hope. I don't know. Does he go to third? Does Mankata go to second? You know, a lot lot of talk about maybe the Yolbert Sanchez finally bringing him up. Uh, I think Berger's got one of the hotter bats going right now. You got to keep riding him and see what he can do. Um, There was a real bizarre situation in the game. Uh, Yasmani Grandal was was trying to score from second, uh, and it was at the hands of Joe McEwing sending him. I don't know if you heard about this player, if you saw it. Maybe you're still scratching your head. This was the quote from Tony LaRussa talking about this situation of Joe McEwing sending Grandal on, on basically a base hit from second seeing if he could score. Uh, I patted third base coach Joe McEwing on the back. Uh, That's one of the things you do when you're struggling, man. You have to push the ground ball that way. uh, Guy rushed it good, made a strong throw. So, you know, I thought you had to send him. They had to make a throw to stop it. Uh, It's kind of a laughable quote, but when, when you're not scoring any runs, I mean, you're trying to make anything work and, just the hope of maybe a bobble in the outfield or errant throw, like that could be your offense. Uh, that's a sad situation. You know, Yaz could have got hurt or something. He was out by a mile. Uh, it was just an odd send, a very odd send. Um, Grandal is struggling, man. He was one for five on Sunday, uh, heading into the game, slashing 168, 281, 226, with a pair of home runs and nine RBIs through his first 40 games. 
uh, rough, man. He just looks lost. I don't know if it's the leg situation. I don't know if we're going to read an article in the off season about how bad his legs were during the season. He just never had, never had them underneath him. But I mean, he is not putting good plate appearances together. And if he can't play regularly uh, behind the home plate, I, I just the value. What does he bring for you? He's, he's a liability. Uh, I hope he gets himself right. Mancada did not start in the series with leg soreness. He did pinch hit on Sunday. Uh, the other big injury that everybody was monitoring is Aloy was hurt in his first rehab game in Charlotte, uh, right leg soreness. And this is what LaRusa had to say. Aloy felt a tug in the surgically repaired area where he was swinging. So they took him out to be safe last night. Um, LaRusa said the belief of his part of the healing process showing Aloy is not 100% yet. He won't play it for a couple of days, uh, said LaRusa. And as we record this episode here, this Locked on Sox episode, Lance Lynn is making his first rehab stint um, with AAA Charlotte. So we'll talk about that on the next episode for sure. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked on Socks podcast everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Appreciate you making Locked on White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in the next episode, I will get you ready for the White Sox and Blue Jays series. Appreciate you making time for the Locked On White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.